part. Yeah, that guy. Oh, hey. Told you so. I tried He's to warn you because no one else had. <laughs> all right. Hey, now hey, I everybody. feel nervous all of a sudden. Yeah. <laughs> 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 creepy, but yeah. <laughs> Don't worry about feeling nervous, man. We're not going to edit any of this. Um, so, so, sorry. Go back into your intro. My bad. That's <laughs> <laughs> all right. Hey, everybody. Welcome to another Flail Forward. Uh, I'm here with Catrice. Hi. Hello, Catrice. Hi. And Mark? Hey, Mark. Hello. Hello. And we're also here with Nick Butler, who is Batman. working on a new game called Tidebreaker. And we're going to talk yeah. about that. And uh, we're going to have some chats about game design, probably in general. We'll get into it. So uh, let's get into it. So, Nick, tell us about, tell us about this, this game, Tidebreaker. What's it about? Tidebreaker, man? Uh, dude. Well, it's a setting agnostic RPG I'm working on for Smushy Games. Um, being said it agnostic, it's like people ask me, like, what's the game about? And I'm like, oh, I'm hard at these things. I mean, punching bad at everything things. in the face from the looks of it. Stylistically, <laughs> stylistically punching people in the face. For yeah. <laughs> okay. And, which is usually how I explain it because, like, I'm, I'm a really simple guy. You know what I'm saying? It's like, I like, I like stylistic action violence stuff. So I made a game that does that. <laughs> actually just a yeah. second i just thought of a perfect way to describe it you're basically uh one of the cast members in a bollywood movie yeah i mean um i'm a big fan of uh robin laws because of feng shui mm. right yeah so, yeah like i kind of look at tidebreaker as sort of like a spiritual successor to feng shui too mm. um in some ways and uh feng shui is based off of like hong kong action you know, like all the melodrama and stuff. Um, so Tidebreaker kind of leans towards those ideas um, quite quite heavily, actually. So like, you know, like Bollywood, Hong Kong movies, like, or just like B-Flicks in America, like any like Jason Statham shit, like, uh-huh. it's just like really loud, aggressive screaming involved. We probably were inspired by it. <laughs> nice. So like the Fast and Furious movies are gonna go right in there. As soon as I add vehicle rules. Okay. All right. I like to tell people that Tiebreaker does a lot of stuff, but now nah, we don't do cars. Okay. <laughs> all right. Yeah. But but the kung fu, the more kung fu. But, yeah. All the movies. Okay. All the kung fu and explosions and shit. Yeah. Let's go for it. Nice. nice. The Jason Bourne, Jason Statham. Um. I was trying to think of another Jason. Jason with the hockey mask. Jason Voorhees. Yeah. Voorhees. Yeah. Bottom of the lake, Jason. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, maybe. I mean, like you know, I would assume that the people I'm shooting for like have a little bit more taste than that, but. <laughs> no. I, you know what? Jason Space underrated of the series. <laughs> I mean, yo, yo, you know what? Like, um, I'll, I'll give it its fair due. Uh, Jason X. Like it had that one mm-hmm. scene where like he's in the hollow the holographic projector thing. Uh, yeah, exactly. Yes. Yep. And he's and, just beating and, one of them with the other one in the Yeah, and the girls are like, that? You wanna fuck? And he just stops there for a second, like, do I? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and he's like, uh no. And then he just like bashes them against the tree. <laughs> so, yeah, like, yeah, it's in a sleeping bag. It's great. Yeah. But but the but the fact that he stopped for a second, I was yeah. like, see this fucking goal. It's so ridiculous. It's just so ridiculous. They're just like, fuck it, we're all in B movie. Who cares? Yeah, it's like we know this movie's ass. We're we're just yeah. gonna play it play it play it up, man. Yeah. Uh, anyway, let's problem with that, like the idea of having like a game that's very much so just let's take the most ridiculous thing and just be as silly and over the top with it as possible like there's not too many games that you can do that with yeah there's not and like those the type of games that do do that like they tend to go a little bit too far with uh taking it over top and being silly so where the mechanics mm-hmm. are whack mm-hmm. um <laughs> not like calling out any names or anything you know what i'm saying because you know we play games they're for fun yeah, um yeah. but i take my mechanics very seriously you know what i'm saying um like we're in a field where mechanics are like extremely undervalued, but oddly so. I feel that mechanics are very important. So um, I like 
to design mechanics that kind of shape certain experiences for players. And like I said, I'm influenced by over-the-top action stuff and melodrama. So like I have mechanics that will make you feel like a badass and make you feel like a soppy badass. Like it's, you know, screaming like Tetsuo! But you get like... (laughs) (laughs) Dope. I'm about that. See, one thing I noticed when I was reading through your document was it's not just the mechanics themselves, but it's the naming conventions for everything. Like, you don't just have, like, exploding dice. You have explosions, then you have excellence and showstoppers. And, you know, actions are sometimes called stunts. And you have cliffhangers. It's like, this. it's very much so a very movie feel, but it's not just being set up like in a movie. It's It's very, it gives you the sensation that you actually are an actor in that, okay, yeah, you're supposed to win this fight, but it's supposed to be difficult kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, um, I like to, uh, personally, I'm not one of those GMs that, like, like goes, like, antagonistic towards my players. Mm-hmm. Like, I want them to feel like badasses when they mm-hmm. play my games. Uh, it doesn't matter what system I'm running. I just, like, I play games to feel good. You know, it's escapism for me. So right. that's that's a very, very important thing about how I design in general mm-hmm. is uh, leaning towards the escapism aspects of games. But I feel like being a badass, you have to have stuff to measure it against. You know what I'm saying? So mm-hmm. like every mm-hmm. once in a while, I have to bitch smack my, my party every once, every so often. You know what I mean? But I try to do it in a way that's fair. So Tidebreaker has like thematic things like the hope and doom stuff the keep the players in the GM kind of like on the same playing field, you know, as much as you can in a tabletop RPG. And, but then there's all of the functions and abilities and stuff have a very tactical kind of feeling to them. There's a lot of movement being involved in the game and status elements and whatnot. But, um, you know, so it's like when you get those roles in there, or if you plan your build out and you min max everything just right. So you'd be like, Oh, okay. Every time this guy blocks, he gets to like, three on contact effects so ha 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 now he's gonna dodge but i know my friend has a lot of on dodge effects so yeah setups um Mm -hmm. (laughs) you know just to reward people for for experimenting with the with the game more you know what i'm saying Mm -hmm. because uh i have um, a heavy background in fighting games too you know what i'm saying just from uh, stuff that i used to play so i wanted to throw a little bit of that into um my rpg stuff Mm. Makes sense. Like if if you were going to have any game where min maxing should be encouraged, this basically sounds like the poster child for it. Yeah, I mean, like it's not necessarily encouraged, but it's not discouraged. You know what I'm saying? Because like I know people are going to take the game and do what they want with it. Mm-hmm. You know, but I don't want people to take the game, do what they want with it, and go, "Oh wow, this doesn't work." Like, at all. Like, you know, like, I want people to play it and have fun. Yeah, and I know yeah. some people like numbers, some people don't. Um, I don't throw a whole bunch of stuff that changes the numbers around too much, but I do throw in a lot of things that do different things with the numbers, if you know what I'm saying. Yeah, it, it sounds like you have a, a very specific sort of tone in mind. How do you stop people or how do you encourage people to move away from being, like, so over the top that it becomes silly, but fitting within, like, what you imagine the experience of Tidebreaker to feel like? Um, that is all session zero stuff. Okay. You know what I'm saying? I am a, yeah. I'm a huge proponent of doing session, session zero, using safety tools and stuff and just establishing like, um, consensus within your group. Nice. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, yeah. like I, I mentioned in the discord chat before we started talking officially, like I personally love stuff like Gordon Wagen. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Uh, I like Fooly Cooly, just Dragon Ball Z, like, you know, it's just really, like I said earlier, when we were doing this interview, like over the top screaming at the top of my lungs kind of shit. My whole mm-hmm. table's not always into that. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, mm-hmm. we got like sci-fi guys and just like one or two of these dudes are just hardcore, like 3.5 editions, like Euro Fantasy D&D guys. You know what I'm saying? Like. Yeah, like they just want to do white dudes and plate mail and cast like a little fireball every once in a while. Where like I want to go full blown anime, like 
all the time. <laughs> I'm, I'm more in favor of your method of doing things. I don't see why you, if you've got fireballs, you can't be doing full blown anime stuff. Yeah, I just I just want to like punch people through mountains all day. I think that's. Cool. <laughs> hey, but... I built rules for that for a reason. <laughs> I, uh, oh my god, speaking of punching people through mountains rules, um, one of my first tabletop design experiences actually was uh, Aaron Clooney uh, did a game called Thrash like way back in the day. Mm-hmm. And uh, it was, if I recall, kind of like one of the first hacks I've ever seen. It was like from like Mechton Z or something like that. Um, but it was a, a point by effects based system. Or like tiebreaker of more numbers, basically. Um, mm-hmm. But one of the thing, things I did with that system is uh, we we homebrewed a thing where like every time you punch somebody through something, there's a fairy that puts the rock there. <laughs> the rock. Uh-huh. Because uh-huh. like you you watch Dragon Ball and stuff, and it'll just be an open field, no rocks anywhere. But as soon as somebody gets hit, there's always something to crash through. Yep, right. Yeah, there's so our, like a cliff or a mountain just appears out of nowhere. Out of nowhere, right? So our table was like, why? And they were like, what if? <laughs> so we made this rule. So it was like, there's always a fairy. And depending on how much damage you did, like, you there would be so many fairies to like drop something big enough to stop you from like flying off the edge of the earth. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> well, given how so far these were they benevolent get fairies <laughs> dropping rocks. Yeah, it's like from going into orbit. Yeah, like basically, like little battle fairies. If it's like Dragon Ball Z and stuff, yeah, um, you kind of need that because they do punch people hard enough to knock them into space. Yeah, straight out into the orbit, like straight to the moon, Rocky Kessa. Yeah, so like the end result of that was like one of our players decided to make a move in Thrash to continuously teleport back and forth to punch the guy into a rock, 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 into a rock. And then we and then we were like, okay, so the end of this is that the fairies are just like, all right, we're done. So they just drop like a giant mountain of adamantium like into the middle just to stop it once we're all. <laughs> and that was the end of his super move. So they were just wow. like rock, 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 mountain. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, anyway, yeah, sorry for the tangent. <laughs> no, that's perfectly it's all right. on topic no, they, for yeah. a tangent, oddly enough. That's actually closer to most of our tangents. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I just love game design. <laughs> yeah, that's And punching cool. people through rocks. And through rocks, yeah. But that, that, I mean, that's one of the cool things in Tidebreakers that actually, that I, when I was reading through it, I was like, oh, I, I dig this, is your interactable system. You have like yeah. this thing where you, there's stuff on the battlefield, and so talk to me a little about that about that stuff. So yeah, going back to that story, um, that first homebrew mechanic I made is basically the interactable system. So mm-hmm. if you want to rock, you roll to discover the interactable. You get one for free, like per zone that you enter in in the combat. Like our zones are basically like fate zones, yeah. or any other system that uses it, like. That's the amount of space to punch people in the face. Move forward if they're not close enough, and then you give chase bars. Um, so, yeah. So, like, you know, any, like, random knives, any, like, um, stove tops or something, it's obviously I'm explaining a fight in a kitchen now. Um, <laughs> right. Like, hanging pans and things. Like, you're, you're, you're looking around because you're getting thrown around the kitchen into bags okay. of flour and shit. So, and so, going, like, so, like, so, like, everybody's by default Jackie Chan. Yeah, everyone. Oh. <laughs> I'm, I'm... You're, you're Jackie Chan, you're MacGyver, you're Jason Bourne, you're like mm-hmm. literally any side character that's getting um, yoked up in, against a wall by some big dude. Like, what's the first thing they always do? They like grab a pen or something and stab the guy mm-hmm. in the hand. You know, but you're rolling an interactable check to see, oh crap, uh, pen, 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 found it. Stink. <laughs> right. Cool, yeah. Cool. But, you know, you can trade the pen for different kinds of cover, for the Dragon Ball Z rocks, for, like, you know, a frying pan. Like, anything else I've already mentioned. It's just mm-hmm. you're looking for things, and the GM goes, okay, uh, yeah, I 
guess there's a portal to the elemental plane of fire in here. I don't know why you're in Aunt May's house, but <laughs> you rolled high enough. Fuck it. <laughs> I mean, it explains why the phrase, if you don't like the heat, stay out of the fire. Yeah, stay out of the it's kitchen. It's usually in <laughs> with kitchens. Yeah, it's like, I don't know, I guess that explains why Granny's cookies have always come out so good. <laughs> yeah. Apparently she's made like a dark deal with it is a very it is a very special sort of heat <laughs> the purest fire no chemicals or anything yeah it's just I, if Reedy's farting through portals man i uh i really like the the flexible systems like that where the narrative just kind of comes up based on the roles and you're not really worried about i don't know even logic to a certain point where it's just like yeah, you rolled high enough, so we're going to make this happen. We're going to move forward with the story, and it's going to be exciting and fun, and we'll like fill this headcanon out later. But for right yeah. now, yeah, this is what you need to do to keep playing the game. And yeah, I, we're basically like just going like, okay, what were you looking for? You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like, it's normally, normally it's more of like, uh, is there something here? Right. Exactly. And the GM and goes, yeah, there's a whatever here. But like, if a player wants to ask me, okay, I'm looking for this, and I just give him a higher number. Right. Exactly. And I think that's a nice way of, of GMing as well, because it's the, the player brings something forward of like, I'm looking for something. Uh, this is in the environment. The GM can kind of make an interpretation based on what the role is or what the, the objective is. And then they just run with that. So it's not like, oh, well, I've designed this room to have these set items and you must look for them. Otherwise, you will not find uh, something to, to solve your problem. It's, yeah, it's really yeah. leading what with the, the dice and the action that's happening presently at the table, which is, I think, a, a more modern and, I think, better sense mm-hmm. of design. Thank you. Appreciate that. Yeah, of course. Um, I mean, like, I, I hate railroady shit. Right. Yeah. Um, I also hate prep work. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I mean, it kind of makes sense in this kind of a game, too. Like, Tidebreaker yeah, like, in general no, seems to be fast-paced. Like, mm-hmm. everything's, everything about everything in your design seems to be centered just on get to the point of punching them out, because yeah, anything like, else is just getting in the way. Well, I wouldn't say anything else. I mean, like, we just want to focus on the things that are interesting, right? So, well, yeah. Like, the combat system, obviously, is going to be pretty interesting. I put a lot of work into it. Um, But we also put a lot of stock into um, world generation. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's the collaborative story elements of the game. So, like, outside of combat, like, you're still looking for the things that would be the most interesting to the group. You know? So if they want to do negotiations with the United Nations or something like that, we have rules for that. And it's not just uh, role... 2d sets and then something happens you know like we have diplomacy rules we have breaking into places rules we have like slipping by the guards and giving them a wedgie and then they turn around and they punch their friend kind of rules like i mean they're the same rule but (laughs) 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 like variations of it Mm -hmm. but um but there's like consequences and reputations and Anything that makes the the story interesting with the communities that your PCs are interacting with, like the chapters two and three, I think they were, were that talk go into depth about that kind of stuff, you know. So like, mm-hmm. yeah. yeah, we are we have been talking about the combat quite a bit, but um, I I don't want to discount the work that I did on making the the talkie that's fun too, as I like to yeah. call them. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I agree. Yeah, it's, it's, it, it, you don't want to you don't want those things to feel disconnected. Yeah, um, because uh, one of the things I like to think about when I'm doing uh, RPG stuff is that uh, when we watch action movies and stuff, right? Yeah, yeah, we came for the fights, and um, yeah, the fights have great set pieces. There are lots of stunts and people jumping around and doing fancy martial arts and doing cool stuff with magic spells and basically bending the world Doctor Strange style, right? That's fun, right? Mm -hmm. Um, But you know what makes movies like Doctor Strange cool, too? Is his his character growth. You know what I'm saying? Like, his, his, his hero's journey makes it interesting. 
So quick question there, because something that comes up really often then in like movies in particular is if you're going to have like a fight, especially in the Doctor Strange fight, like mm -hmm. the big one at the end, it's very heavily centered on, you know, monologues between the characters back and forth. Like it's, it's not even resolved with combat. It's resolved with, you know, basically taunting each other. Yeah, um, there's a couple of different ways Tidebreaker can handle that. If you're not punching people at all, but it's uh, kind of more of like a jumping out of the way kind of thing, and then taunt, and then jump back out of the way of something, and then taunt until you win. Like, I would do that with a cliffhanger. Or where cliffhangers are normally used for those kind of like Tom Cruise Mission Impossible sequences where you're like jumping out of a plane and then like falling into a car and then getting the car started on and then parking the car into another helicopter carrier or some shit like that. <laughs> mm -hmm. Like that's a cliffhanger because like you set those three stakes and then you, you roll the dice and see what happens. Um, you can do that. Um, other than that, like you're bartering with Dormammu, which was the reference you're making, right? Mm. So Doctor Strange, he barters with Dormammu. In Tidebreaker, we would basically do that with... Um, let me pop open the chapter real quick, because I wrote the game, but I don't have every single detail memorized. No, That's why but... I have a book. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, that's why you have dedicated fans who can figure it out for you. <laughs> I can't wait to the point where we get this thing on shelves and then people are telling me how my game works. Yep. <laughs> and then I'll be like, no, wait, no, he's right. I did write that, didn't I? <laughs> mm -hmm. And he basically did that better than I did. That's much you give that man a job. <laughs> Mind as well that your your fans are going to see the one definitive version, whereas you've seen the last 27 variants exactly. of the same rule. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, so I do get stuck in between thinking of um oh yeah. Like did was that point one or point five, right? Don't remember. Um oh, anyway, man. yeah, so I brought it up. So I'm on point four zero. It's in chapter four, right? We have yep. um a scale of, of thing of worth, right? And that's basically the starting point for everything that goes into the interactions and the subterfuge diplomacy all that so dr strange talking to dormammu and he's like dormammu get the fuck out and dormammu's like bitch no die mm -hmm. because um you know at that point uh dr strange isn't offering him anything so his his uh, bartering point his starting point for his negotiation is worthless it's a one mm -hmm. right so the scale goes worthless cheap reasonable expensive ludicrous yeah, what he's offering is worthless. What he wants is ludicrous. <laughs> mm -hmm. But eventually, you know, like he's being annoying, being annoying, being annoying, being annoying. And suddenly his going away becomes ludicrously valuable <laughs> uh -huh. to Dormammu. And Dormammu's like, fine, deal. But I'm still going to blow up the world. And Doctor Strange is like, nah, not while I still have this time stone. Okay, I'll leave you alone. I'll leave your world alone. Just stop coming back. Right. <laughs> Good. And that's why you don't mess with wizards. Bye! <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> because a timeless being that has never experienced time before can suddenly learn what it is to be stuck in the same five-second loop forever. Forever. And the thing as seen is like five minutes long or so, right? <laughs> yeah. yeah. They show him die in a lot of very creative ways. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's just like, you know, he's not going to care. <laughs> yeah, like but, that. but there's nothing that stops him from feeling it every time. Yeah, I mean, like, he may not not too strange, though. The funny thing is, like, what was, like, Captain America is, like, his favorite thing to say is, like, I can do this all day. Yep. Or, like, Doctor Strange is, like, <laughs> Daisy says. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. what is yeah, a day man. how many mm. times did I die that first day <laughs> 14 million 900 and <laughs> I don't know whatever the infinity war number was I, I dropped that joke sorry guys anyway moving on <laughs> <laughs>
Yeah. Uh, it was, oh, it was well. a lot. Um, so, um, okay. So, oh, go ahead. Yeah, I had, I had something to say about, um, like, because your, your game is such um, an open concept for content, um, I wanted to delve in a little bit on your, your Session Zero stuff that you uh, brought up earlier. How, what did, what's the context? Like, what are you covering in your Session Zero? What are your safety mechanics? to make sure that the content that you're presenting in the game is the way that you want it to go. All right, so I don't have um, definitive safety mechanics yet. I'm going to okay. put those in more towards the end. But uh, Kiana S. on Twitter has like a really good safety document package, and I was going to sort of do something similar to that. Hmm. Um, honestly, like I'm kind of more in the ballpark where I feel like people should be reasonable adults and not do stuff that's ridiculous. Like, you know, no gore, no rape, no like misogyny, bigotry, yeah. anything like that. Keep it like PG thirteen. Yeah. Yeah, keep it PG thirteen. Maybe maybe an R for the cursing. This yeah. like I mean, how many F bombs have I dropped so far? Like that's how I talk all the time. Um yeah. you know, but like you should be able to sit down, talk and pull out your ETS cards and then write what you want in them. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. So as far as the safety mechanics, I will definitely make a point of putting in a, like concrete safety tools in there later. Uh, right now, they're more implied. But the rest of the Rule Zero stuff is more based around um, world creation and character building together. So. Okay. You're you're looking at the stuff for um, the spheres of influence section, right? So you're setting the stage. You're going through this checklist. You're going, all right, what's our genre? What's our theme? The example is like, you know, you might want to do sci-fi for your theme and do like a theme of like corruption or something. So you get something along the lines of, uh, uh, damn, why can't I think of one? Well, like the expanse that's that's one right now yeah so it's like it's sci-fi there's so many ones that have a theme of corruption that i can't name one off the top of my head that's how poor of a sci-fi fan i am like i had to tell people i'm pretty much only like star wars that's pretty much it like uh, like i said like i like punching people like lasers don't punch <laughs> usually like <laughs> alien alien corruption is a theme in alien yeah yeah, stuff like that. I was I wanted to say Blade Runner, but I wasn't sure. I'm actually finding it kind of weird that you were talking about Star Wars and you didn't just say Star Wars because you know the my dark god. side of the force. Oh my god! No, I'm a moron. You went right over it. Oh, oh my god! Only the point heart. of the first three movies. I mean, I broke I mean, it myself. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> uh. You're not even a Star Wars fan if you can't like name these five things and one of them being one of the major themes of corruption. Oh God, I failed you all. Twitter. I'm sorry. <laughs> uh, it's okay. It's okay. Well, we well, I mean, we won't edit this, but you know, we'll 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 make allowances and apologies. We'll pretend to edit it. Yeah. Everybody gets water editing. Okay. No more critical mistakes on my part. <laughs> oh, so did I mention that we have something called botching in Tidebreaker? Mm -hmm. <laughs> Go ahead. Uh, botching is when you do something that you're not trained in, and any ones remove successes from your roles. So I uh, botch on any roles related to referencing things, and that's what happened to me just now. Yep. <laughs> I recall it also takes effect. Like you can, you don't normally have the chance to botch nor the chance to have like you know your like explosions, explosions right. which yeah. is basically critical strike <laughs> yeah like, you don't normally but there are certain effects that can make it possible for that to happen mm -hmm. uh one of the main ones is just not being trained at something hmm. where like being under pressure perhaps. yeah being under like like extreme scrutiny or something like you know going on an interview to sell this thing that you've been working on for a year and some change now <laughs> yeah, we just have to, you know, tilt the lampshade to point the light in your face. Watch all the tracks. <laughs> um, oh, wait, yeah, we were going on about Session Zero stuff. So, yeah, the rest of the list, um, you know, you go for your genre, you go for your 
and then you pick what you go for your group about talking about what's going on, and you name something called the situation. And the situation is basically what it says on the 10. You're just what's going on. Uh, the example here would be like uh, a mutagen is spread through the air that causes people to slowly turn into monsters. Right. Mm-hmm. Or some shit like that. And then you go through four key events that lead up to the situation. And okay. that goes through a who, what, when, where, why thing. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. And is it is the situation, like, is it a set of pre predetermined situations? Or is this t- completely improv? It's completely improv. Okay. So, like, um, our current playtester group, our situation was... Um, the superheroes have been chemically engineered by basically XBs of Amazon and Apple. Mm-hmm. So, so the Kale Group and the Sahara Corp. Sadly, <laughs> I can actually see that happening. Yeah, and then things went wrong, and now the superheroes are underground, kind of like Edsman style. <laughs> and there's a revolution because there isn't there always one. <laughs> Yeah. Anyway, uh, <laughs> yeah, and then bad things happened. So it's kind of like Superhero Shadowrun. That, that's what our playtesters are doing right now. That's awesome. How, how do you go about determining what your situation is? Like, do you, I, with Praxis, Praxis is the game I'm making, and it's also setting agnostic. And I do something similar with a, um, a questionnaire. So you kind of go through a yeah. list of setting questions, and then that creates what your initial flow is. How do you go about doing it? We literally just go, what's cool? Okay. That's my answer for everything. Okay. Like, what, what do we got? What do we want to do this time? Pirates? Nice. Cool. Yeah. Like, what are the pirates doing? So something, something, not pirates of the Caribbean? Okay, cool. Seek All right. one piece? Yeah. Or, <laughs> yes, seek some treasure that will take literally like 30 years in real life to figure out if they actually do it or not. <laughs> Maybe. Perfect. I mean, it's good for, you know, a recurring campaign. Yeah. So, um. It's a question there, actually. How how long do you expect, like, the average game of Tidebreaker to last? Like, are you expecting this to be, you know, play four or five sessions, or is it built around the idea of you could play this for 30 years straight? You could definitely play it for 30 years straight if you want to. I personally don't have that much patience. I like games that are short form. Um, I did not force that upon people within the rule set, though. Like, mm. I should. You should play games my way. Bad, wrong, fun. No, kidding. Um, but uh, the progression in Tiebreaker is based around getting stuff done. So every character has uh, major minor rules which increases the, the group's collection of hope, which is our meta currency for making bullshit happen, which I, we mentioned earlier. Mm-hmm. Um, but eventually, when you get everybody's major goals done, you know, that usually means that the big bag of evil guy or whatever that you're trying to stop is dead, you know? Mm-hmm. So, like, that would finish up that campaign. Doesn't mean the game has to end, because it's an RPG. Just keep playing, you know? Like, make a new situation, keep going. But, um... <laughs> But as far as, like, whatever you started as Session Zero, I'd probably say it's not hard-coded in there, but I'd say that if you have four players or so, and everybody has a goal tied to getting the, the situation resolved, you probably have about four or five games worth of content if you do, if you resolve something every single session, right? Otherwise, I'd say maybe it's a couple leading up to one player, it's a couple leading up to another, and a couple leading up to the, um, the last two, you know, and then like a final confrontation kind of thing. But um, it's not it's not a predetermined thing, but it is something I think that GMs running Tidebreaker will want to sit down and kind of quickly hash out for themselves to determine the pacing that they want their mm-hmm. stories to move along with it is a collaborative storytelling game and many of the mechanics are focused on getting your group to help you out as a gm mm-hmm. to come up with things but you yeah. should have a general idea of when you want 
certain major things to pop in. You know what I'm yeah, saying? Yeah, yeah. Yep. So it's like yeah, yeah, one yeah. of your characters is just like, I need the guy to find the guy that killed my father. Well, like you could do that episode one, sure, but like if you stop him and then that's done, like okay, I guess he's going home. <laughs> right. You know, right. unless he's got something really, really important happen like right afterwards. It's like, oh, the guy that killed your father is your father. Dun dun dun. That's you know, never been done before. Totally unprecedented. I didn't say you have to be original with your stories. <laughs> I mean, you have to have <laughs> yeah, no, though, it is interesting that you actually said, you know, episode in specific. Like the way you phrase almost everything in the game is almost using like the speech patterns of like television. Like, have you ever considered actually framing it? Like you're actually on a TV show. Um, that's a good question. What I've been working on by myself, and uh, I've talked to Smudgy about this um, in short, but our store, which will happen, I I'm pushing him towards this particular direction. And Smudgy, if you're listening to this, I love you. Please do I maybe. <laughs> um, <laughs> um, I wanted to call the store the tiebreaker channel because puns. Because, uh, you know, tiebreaker, water, channels, water. Mm-hmm. The channel is also TV stuff, you know. Um, so, you know, I wanted to make, like, directors and people doing episodes and seasons of stuff, you know. So we're the episodes cool. being adventures and the seasons being, like, Paizo-style campaign books, you know. Like, we have our Wrath of the Righteous or whatever. Mm-hmm. But, um having our directors i.e gms that want to write stuff and put them on our store put out seasons of their own content you know what i'm saying what we call those spinoffs at least it's the what my headcanon is um and then we sell stuff that way you know because tidebreaker like you said is very very inspired by tv and stuff Mm -hmm. like even just in the terminology like uh i'm also like just a huge tv trips nerd so like everything i think is 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 in trophies (laughs) um no that's perfectly legitimate like if you're a game designer and you're not looking at tv tropes you are doing yourself a huge disservice yeah like what are you doing yep super useful well shout out shout out to tv tropes guys like uh, tv tropes at work um you know, if you TV tropes guys are listening, maybe, maybe shoot me something on Kofi. Flash <laughs> fall on my blade. Wink. real <laughs> uh, man. Shameless self promotion. So you're, you're talking about some uh, some play testing you were doing. How, yeah. You have, uh, what's been what's been really working for you in in the play testing so far? Um, elaborate. Well, I mean, like, what, what, what about the game? Is like having the effect you want. Is, is like, are things going pretty much how you expected? Are you, are you running into walls? Like, alternatively, the is there anything yeah. that has gone horribly, horribly wrong? Yeah. Um, and, how, and how'd you fix it? When, when? Oh when... God, horribly wrong. Eeks. <laughs> Do I have to? <laughs> hey man we're all flailing forward yeah yeah i feel you uh horribly wrong I, I would say like a lot of the stuff that you see now has been further clarified several times over and still needs mm-hmm. to be clarified several times over mm-hmm. because like when you're like writing in, in like a half awake haze like you just kind of get stuff out and like i write like I'm drunk when I'm writing at 4 o'clock in the morning, and my playtesters look at that shit and go, what the fuck were you talking about? And I'm like, what do you mean you don't understand? <laughs> so, oh, like, man. a lot of a lot of the mechanics in there are just kind of like, oh, oops. Yeah, yeah, I guess I do have to rewrite, like, all of this. Um, yeah. Thank like God, before... Yeah, yeah, before we got into Alpha, because uh, Alpha is, like, like, two drafts in. Um... Mm. I'll, I'll give you a small hint on that because I found the same thing. Like, I found that usually when I'm half asleep at four in the morning, actually, it's usually like 9 a.m. because I still haven't gone to bed by that point. Yeah. That's yeah, when yeah. I have like the best ideas coming out, is when I'm trying to get to sleep. 
like half asleep is great time for creativity. It's a mm-hmm. terrible time for making sense. Yep. That's right. what I do. That's, that's when you write. Okay. Mm-hmm. That's when you write down the notes. Decipher <coughs> them in the morning. When you wake up, try to figure out what the hell you were talking about. <laughs> but write the notes down at night, but don't try to write down stuff that you actually want to go into the game at night. Just write oh, down the sure. notes. Yeah, in the morning, sure. write it into the game. Translate it into English. <laughs> for sure. We uh, have a development cycle where we have a public version of the game and a private one. So mm-hmm. I do all of my babbling in the private one now. Good. Where before, <laughs> I wasn't. Uh-huh. So as much as it was like, dude, mm. what the fuck? We can't have yeah. like as we're seeing this shit. And I'm like, <laughs> but it's good though. He's like, yeah, I know it's good, but like, I know it's good, but that's because you explained it to me for a half hour, right? Yeah. I'm like, I can do it with them, and they're like, yeah, but Reddit's not gonna care, right? I'm mm-hmm. like, oh, Reddit. <laughs> yeah, I love Reddit. Shout out to Reddit. Also. I hate you, Reddit. That sounds about right. Even the people that like Reddit are like, I still hate you, Reddit. Yep. Yeah. I like, am. Nah, I don't want them coming down upon my upon my house with pitchforks and stuff. Uh, so, you know, mostly love Reddit. Yeah. yeah. It's okay. Reddit exists in the virtual space, so they'll never actually come to your physical house. It'll just... Mm. You might get your inbox spammed or whatever, but that's about it. I mean, like, it's one of those things where you like, I gotta be careful, like, the, about the shit I talk while I'm on podcast. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Because, like, people would be like, oh, well, screw that guy. I'm not gonna buy his game no matter how baller it is. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> what we'll probably do is hack this shit out of it now. I mean, like, that would, yeah. that would be great, too. But, mm-hmm. yeah. To a degree, I mean, that's not a terrible thing. It means that somebody actually cares enough to do something about it. Like, most games don't even get proper Yeah, enemies. I'm just saying, like, hate me, but please like my game. I work for <laughs> <laughs> Would you be able to settle for being infamous? Like, I mean, let's be fair, even though everybody hates it, everybody's at least heard of Fatal. Oh, cat. Yeah, you know, like... <laughs> You did it. You had to do it. Like, you do I it. had what a. <laughs> do I justify this? <laughs> I mean, nope. <laughs> I mean, this is up to you, man. You, 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 you know, we, we've offered you a, a, a big, uh, a big news to hang yourself with. So yeah, you, that's you, like you, that you is, <laughs> that is a big ass news, man. Fuck, I'm jumping. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, I don't want to be infamous like that. I would like the same amount of brand recognition. I would like people to go, Tidebreaker, yeah, I know that game. Right. And you know, and at worst, I would like to be like, I'm very indifferent about this. This is one of those other <laughs> games that I've heard about. And have on like my 900 things that I've bought on DriveThruRPG and have never gotten around to playing, but I bought it. Right. Good mm-hmm. enough. That's my worst case scenario that I'm shooting for. <laughs> I don't know. I think I'd actually... I think that being... You know, people not having an opinion of it or not playing it at all, I think I'd rather them hate it. Let's see, we're selling it. So, like... Even selling it, like, I'm... The point was, like, they bought it. You know what I mean? Like, my worst case scenario is they bought it, they bought it, and then play it. I mean, eventually somebody will be like, hey, man, have you actually checked it out? And they're like, no, but I already bought it, so, hey, you want to play it? And they play it, and they go, oh, shit, these mechanics are dope. So my worst-case scenario becomes my second-best scenario that they just play it really, really late. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I've done, yeah, nice. we've all done that. You know what I mean? So it's just like, I, I figured if I could sell it, eventually people will play it. Mm-hmm. That's fair. Yeah. And I guess so, it depends on what your goal is too. Like, if this is one project among many that you're trying to use to like build your your status or like your your involvement. Yeah, in scene, I mean, yeah. I definitely want to be one of those dudes that uh, we talk about on a uh, RPG design Discord. Right. Because <laughs> I know most of y'all are on that, right? Yeah. Right. Yep. Yeah. Yeah, that's where I know uh, at least Rob from. Yeah. Uh, but uh, shout out to Ashes of the Magic, by the way. It's tough. Oh, thanks, man. 
Mm-hmm. Um, I'm grinding away on it. Yeah, I mean, you know, like, I want people to play my game. Yeah. You know, like, I want people It'd to, like, be see it. If you didn't? Well, you know, like, some people make games for art. And, like, like I see a lot of people on Twitter who are like, man, like, games don't even have to be fun. And I'm like, you're crazy. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I'm, I'm like, are you, are you kidding? Like, all I, all I want to do is have a good time, man. I mean, um, not to say that building games that are specifically not fun is wrong. Because, like, I feel like games as art is a great thing, too. You know what I'm saying? And I'm, this is not me just double um, backpedaling or anything like deadass. Oh, no. Like, I think it's a super important thing to do. If you're making games to teach people to, to do things that matter and stuff and to promote things that you believe in, more power to you. That's fucking awesome. You keep doing it. Um, it's one of those mm-hmm. things that I want to eventually do. But I also want to make games that are fun and make me money, too. I'm not I saying that you can't the, make money the other way. I would That's say the important thing is you're not going <laughs> to teach anybody or convince them of your message if the game is not fun. Make the game yeah. fun first. Add your message into that framework. If they don't like the game, then it doesn't matter what your message is. They're not taking it away. You could do either or. I mean, there are some things where um, it could, it's just mad interesting. And then you look at it and you go, huh. Um, cause I saw this game on Twitter a few months ago. Um, oh God, forgive me. Cause I forgot who wrote it, but it was a game about like school shootings. Right. Mm-hmm. And I looked at this and I was like, wow, this is awful. Not awful. And like, this is poorly written. It's just like, uh, because like one of the roles you make for is like a recording of your last message to your mother, like before the shooter finds you. Wow. Dark, right? That's Super less a game and more dark. a deep psychological experiment, right? But like games, I mean, can it makes do that. sense as a horror game. Yeah, but like games could do that. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like, like you can do a lot of stuff in games. Like my shit is fucking mm-hmm. beard and pretzels, kind of like punching people through walls or whatever. But you know, there's space for everything. Yeah. But and like I like promoting other people's stuff when they do things that I wouldn't personally come up with. You know what I'm saying? Like, I'm always going to be the guy that makes, like, cool fighting game-esque kind of mechanics in his RPGs and stuff related from horror games, because that's what I'm into. You know, I like punching people and watching people trip over stuff in the woods and then die horror. <laughs> 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 like, you come, come to at Fall on My Blade if you want stuff like that. That's what I do. I might make a... a political statement here and there with one of my stuff things but generally speaking it's going to be action and horror <laughs> actually oh, on that note what kinds of fighting games did you use for inspiration like is there a particular type of fighting game like are you looking more at like say you know a the japanese here a bit there um i'm huge on straight street fighter stuff but i'm also really big on soul Calibur. Um, so it wasn't so much individual titles that I was drawing from, but more of just the energy of fighting in general, you know what I'm saying? Um, because like there's concepts like, uh, like mitts ups where like you put people in situations where they go, okay, is he going to attack high? Is he going to low? Is he going to throw me? Because fighting games are basically rock, paper, scissors uh, for the most part. But you add several layers of death to the rock, paper, scissors by adding distance and timing to it. Mm-hmm. And with Tidebreaker, I really wanted to just focus on just the the distance and the type of attack. Because, you know, uh, one of my previous projects, uh, Recompense, was very much on the distance and the timing aspects. Tidebreaker doesn't care about time so much. It just cares, like, are you blocking or are you dodging this? Did you dodge this? <laughs> well, eat a whole bunch of cosmetics. Or did you dodge this? Cool. Congratulations. But now you have to move out the way because this guy was using a massive attack and on dodge, you have to get out of the space. If you don't, you're cornered and bad things happen. Um, <laughs> yeah, man. Uh, not necessarily. I was looking through your roles. You did have like the ability to spend hope and a few um, other things that could make it. it. 
Yeah. No, <laughs> looking at the concept, like you know, the stereotypical thing of like basically in like every anime ever, where like somebody launches the equivalent of like a small tactical nuke at somebody, and they just see like the dust start parting away, and the person's just standing there grimacing slightly, and it's like, oh shit. <laughs> yeah, I I I messed up. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, you did. (laughs) And then it cuts into a black and white scene in slow motion. This is when player A realized he fucked up. (laughs) 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 Little guitar thing like bow, bow, bow. (laughs) Yeah, man. Yeah. um, You know, I I did did a little bit of here, a little bit of there, but mostly it's it's, it comes down to um, player choices. Mm -hmm. And it's uh, I wanted to emulate the mental aspects of fighting games versus um well you know anything else about it like because right. it's not so much timing it's not so much execution because you can't really do that at a tabletop rpg you know um but it is player choice and when you have recurring villains and because of the doom effect where you can just be like uh he lived because of reasons and then the guy <laughs> guy pieces uh-huh. out Reasons being, I still had enough of these beads left in my cup to throw at you to say, no, I don't want this character I worked on for two hours to die yet. Stop. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, do you have to work on the character for two hours? I mean, it's like a game that, yeah. No, I mean, I feel like that's part of the upside of this is like, you yeah, like our character generation takes like five minutes once you, yeah, yeah, yeah. But, you know, GMs that like to write like really intricate backstories and Mm -hmm. been planning for a while might have been doing the plan for that for two hours yeah it's more I feel like this is not the game for them though like the back I, mean, I mean well, i mean i mean only only in so far as me, like <laughs> <laughs> but i mean like you know your session zero is all about like here, here we're doing this together this is like a we're gonna we're gonna create the story together as we're sitting here like that's that's yeah so like cool you create the story together you yeah. know what I'm saying you do that yeah you, you, you do your key figures and your key players whatever but what, once they're there you know, like the GM should be able to sit there and like rub his palms together and go. <laughs> so this guy in player B's backstory is going to show up two sessions later and he's going to be robbing the bank. And okay. guess who works at the bank? His daughter. <laughs> <laughs> you know, so it's all like about his... like tangling him up. I yeah. Think. You know, just mess with the player's emotions and cool. stuff. That's that's why they have major hooks and stuff. And you're you're putting this intricate like world together mm-hmm. and you have this hope and your doom so the gm can sit there and cattle <laughs> you know what i mean because like why not throw a wrench in the works every so often like you've i've given gms doom to just basically be able to to do that when they feel like it you know what i mean and players to be able to kind of like be like hey but we needed that building stop Mm-hmm. let's 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 talk about this and by talk about this i mean you take this hope and get away from my stuff <laughs> <laughs> okay so how would you describe then okay between like the hope and your doom mechanics so like there... how just a second so there is a meme about this that I want you to try to describe in this. Okay. So it's like, you're a member of the main cast fighting a tough villain. You're mm-hmm. losing. Your theme doesn't start playing. It starts to rain. The boss's theme starts. It has lyrics. They're in Latin. They're Latin. <laughs> <laughs> like, the describe this situation in your game now. This situation is okay. You're losing. All right, cool. I made some bad choices here. Maybe I'll set up in, okay, I have this ability that I can pick his A, his B, or his C. I'll pick the A because he's been doing B and C all day. Okay, cool. Apparently, he made that choice where all of his abilities count C. That's bad. The music is turning on. Mine's not. Okay, he realized that I was going to do that. I'm still in range. The music has Steam songs. Oh, crap. 
oh crap, I went visibly, oh crap, and he made a really cool situation, and I would be a jerk to not give him a showstopper. The lyrics oh, are in Latin, and his showstopper rolled all sits, and he's spending Doom to make all of his things go fives and fours. Oh, me also no, explode. Oh, oh, so far yeah. off. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Every success he's rolling is exploding now. Oh, what have I done? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, this is Doom going absolutely right. <laughs> With the players, like, not having hope and stuff. <laughs> Yeah, it it sounds like that gets into a situation where it's like, okay, we are so totally screwed, but at least we're going to go out in a very epic manner. I mean, it's called Doom for a reason. <laughs> Eventually, it's going to kill somebody. Um, oh, well, shit, man. Yeah. I mean, that's... thankfully, character generation is very fast. That's <laughs> um, it. Yeah, the other thing is, is that um, you can't get one shot in Tidebreaker, like, period. So there is that. Uh, because uh, part of the combat rules is we have a thing called danger. So if you get hit and then you get hit by a whole bunch of things, it counts as one really, really big hit. Hmm. And the worst that can happen is because you're either up, down, or out at any given time. Um, you're out being like your Call of Duty last game, crawling backwards, throwing sand at people's faces, and shooting them with a really small pistol. <laughs> and hoping one of the bullets goes in the head so you can get back up. Actually, it's the better translation is Borderlands, where you're doing the same thing. Yeah, that's what I was monsters. thinking. Or if you're Krieg, you're not caring at all, and you're just running around full speed with a festival with dynamite. But, you know, that's a standout feature. <laughs> oh. <laughs> I need to make that. I love Borderlands. Anyway, uh, <laughs> yeah, so you can't get one shot because it's, um, you go from, at worst, you take a critical hit, right? And you go from up to out. So that whole Latin lyrics thing, the GM going, ah, ha, 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 I just rolled 40 dice out of the two I was supposed to roll. <laughs> <laughs> because look, they just keep exploding. <laughs> <laughs> Man, I have not rolled a three yet, or three or two or one. Jesus Christ, like this is a poor time for me to be lucky. <laughs> oh, man. For you. <laughs> Um, yeah, you know, but you but, don't get turned instantly. Yeah, into you don't get a, turned into goo because yeah. you know I spend a hundred some odd pages like describing how badass you are and for something like that to happen. Then you just get instant gimp. Like that's not that's not the Borderlands thing. That's more like Diablo on hardcore mode, and suddenly Diablo <laughs> shows up in the first village. <laughs> like mm. that's not how this works. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Yeah, but with that build, do you have immunity to physical damage and you absorb all his fire attacks? Yeah, I mean, um... <laughs> yeah, so, like, with uh, with the danger roll thing, you, you get crit at worst. And a, a really big crit will take a really, really long time for you to recover. So, like, if you're alone and the Latin music's happening, you get crit, yeah, next turn you're probably dead because you didn't make your recovery check. But, you know, Tidebreaker is a tabletop role-playing game, and most people don't play this 1v1, you know what I'm saying? So, like, you crawl out of the way, you get behind cover, your friends go, okay, we got this, and they tag in, because now it's a Dragon Ball-style fight where they're all doing 1v1 fights while the other guys are sitting in the background going, oh, man, he's really strong. Wow, I didn't know we could do this. Oh, <laughs> 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 you see his power level? <clears throat> yeah. Oh, he broke my scouter. How was that? It's over! Arbitrary number! Crunch. Um, yeah, but it's it's a thing where you, you, you do that, you're you're allowed to recover, your, your, your teammates can actually teamwork and help you out, get you up, and keep you going. And on the other side, for the GM, he doesn't have to worry, or he, she, they, pronouns, um, they don't have to worry about the players doing what players always do in 5v1ing your, your bad guy and stomping them into the dirt in one turn. Mm. You know? So there is a there is a safety measure put in there just right built into the health system. To you will not, sort of... Yeah, you will not die in one turn. <laughs> right, right. Cool. cool. 
Yeah, man. Well, it sounds like a really cool system. I'm glad. Uh, I'm glad it's seeing some seeing some love over at uh, over at Smunchy. Mm-hmm. And uh, and I'm, yeah. I'm excited to see where this goes because I'm I'm looking at it like the way like it sort of went into me. Like I didn't get the the feng shui uh, spiritual successor quite a way, but like I got like a Savage World plus Fate type vibe with some more stuff. Uh, you know, Rob Donahue is definitely a big inspiration. Uh, yeah. Shout out to Evil Hat in general. Yeah, man. Yeah, um, stuff. Yeah, I like Savage Worlds too. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, Savage Worlds kind of has like an up down out to you too. I yeah, think yours yeah. is just like like up shaken. and then shaken. Yeah, 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 yeah. right. Yeah, um, but I mean it's cool, man. Like I, I dig, I dig the synthesis of this. These kind of like because you've got more like store like more crunchy stuff than fate has and more story stuff than savage worlds has you know yeah bringing those things together and i feel like the 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 setting agnostic stuff really uh you've got enough here to like build out like pretty much most things like like you said vehicle rules okay but you know later we'll get yeah later stuff that's what splat books are we're we're gonna we're gonna pass on it (laughs) we're definitely gonna have like a whole bunch of uh extra like setting books and splats and things for stuff to come out and then like you know tiebreaker channel or whatever yeah. it'll end up being called will come out so people will be able to do community-based content uh smunchy is definitely going to be sponsoring a whole bunch of stuff that he particularly likes like well not sponsoring but like you know putting like it on that. the front page yeah, like yeah. you know so he'll he'll reach out to creators and like you know the best of the stuff will be on our front page and the best of the best might get a job. Like who knows? I'm not going to speak for him on that part, but um, we're definitely planning on tying in our community to be very like tight knit and working together on stuff, you know, so promoting each other because uh, like, you know, where we're from, like a lot of folks don't have the opportunities to, to do what we're doing. You know yeah, what I mean? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like I especially don't. You know I'm broke. You know what I'm saying mm-hmm. I haven't made a dollar mm-hmm. off of this yet. Uh, I hope to make many, many dollars off of this. Please buy my game. <laughs> <laughs> and on that note, please buy Follow My Blades game <laughs> called Tidebreakers. Tidebreaker, no S. Tidebreaker. Uh, <laughs> sorry, the Tidebreaker. Yeah, where you play Tidebreakers with an S. <laughs> this is not making this any more clear for the audience. <laughs> I mean, I mean, you know, follow me at follow my brilliant on Twitter yeah. at pretty much everything. You'll you'll see the logo, my girlfriend yep, with yep. the hat with, you know, she's she's very pretty. She's uh, being super supportive right now because, you know, she's sleep and I'm awesome. sitting here being loud as hell. <laughs> yeah, I, I know that. Yeah, I, I yep. get those looks, too. <laughs> yeah, I dig it, man. But thanks for having me, man. It's uh, oh, thanks it's for a great time. time. Yeah. Talking and when you, you guys. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, guys, and, when, and when you got some new stuff coming, let us know, man. We'll uh, have you back on and, and uh, check out the new uh, and let us know how the game's progressing. Keep us keep us up posted. Hey, <laughs> man, I'll be talking about it on Twitter. Just comment comment down my shit. <laughs> I'm following you. Know you. Where my, yep. you know where my um our Discord is at Smunchy Games Discord. Yep, got links it. for that at, at Smunchy Games. Probably oh, yeah. somewhere on my Twitter because I keep reposting that shit all the time. We got but, all the links in the in the uh, SoundCloud thing also, so you can see that everybody's gonna have access to all that stuff. Yeah. Word up. Uh, Tiebreaker.com is being built. Dope. So like that's you know got lots of places to find out what's going on with Tiebreaker if you if you're interested in uh, finding out how it's going on. Uh, best place would be the Smudgy Games Discord. Check it out just directly. You know what I'm saying like. Join a playtest if you want. Like mm-hmm. I'm always running on Wednesdays. Is it uh, uh, is it uh, open alpha right now? Can we post the? Uh, yeah, it's open. Okay, open well, we'll alpha. Post the doc on your hell yeah on your Twitter. Right, post, it, post it on your social medias, whatever. Like just spread the word. You know, like Yo. we're trying yeah. to do big things with this, and uh, hopefully these big things give some other people opportunity to do stuff with the game. You know, like I my biggest aspiration is just given this toolkit to to other designers so they can see things that I learned, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And be able to stretch it out and do stuff. With it, you know what I'm saying? Like people that want to write their, their lore and have a home for it. 
you know, or like whatever they couldn't do with the other big systems out there, you could probably do it in my game. You know what I mean? That's so, awesome. Yeah. yeah. Let me awesome. let me not like extend this by like another half hour. That was great, man. Cool. All right. Thanks well, for having me. Yeah. yeah. All right. Bye bye. And Stop uh, the recording. Oh no! Wait, wait, wait! I forgot. We forgot the outro. I forgot the friggin'. I can't. We have to say good night because it's always. Continue the recording. <laughs> <laughs> Don't worry. This is about as great quality as it always is. Yeah. <laughs> good night, everybody. Because it isn't that where you are. Or. Hey, everybody. Thanks for listening. If you like this episode, or not, we're not picky, leave us a review on iTunes or anywhere else you listen to podcasts. You can find us on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, Reddit, and, uh, and Pornhub. Because why not? Got to go where your audience is, right? Good night, everyone. <laughs>